If you're looking for the latest news, insight into what it means, and the sharpest opinion, there's only one station in Chicago where you can turn, and it's this one. We're AM560, The Answer. Top of the morning, Dan and Amy. You're tired of a 24-day partial government shutdown? You say Trump and Republicans had an opportunity to get the border barrier funded in their first two years. They did. That's fair. But if you're tired of the 24-day partial shutdown, how tired you are? You think uh, the families of victims of persons in this country illegal are illegally are for years and years and years a federal government, both political parties, failing to address their first-order responsibility, the physical security of their constituents. Both parties take the rhetorical position that, of course, people in this country illegally who commit violent crimes should be removed. Of course. And yet, what steps have been taken to ensure that, as we have another high-profile case over the holidays Raniel Singh, the police officer from California, murdered by a person in this country illegally. This is an exchange between Ted Cruz Mm -hmm. and Obama's ICE director, Sarah Saldana, from July of 2015. And you tell me what's changed in the intervening three and a half years. Ms. Ms. Saldana. I want to note that your testimony here, when I ask you how many criminals ICE released in 2013, you were off by a factor of three. You said 30,000. The correct answer is 104,000. There were 68,000 criminals, criminally legal aliens, that ICE declined to begin deportation proceedings against, despite the fact, as Senator Sessions observed, the federal law that you're holding up there says they shall be deported. The Obama administration refused to deport them. That's 68,000. In addition to that, there were 36,000 in deportation proceedings with criminal convictions that the Obama administration released. And I would note that among those were 193 murderers with homicide convictions, were 426 people with sexual assault convictions, were over 16,000 criminally legal aliens with drunk driving convictions released by this administration because this administration refuses to follow the law. And uh, the party that was that administration continues. Nancy Pelosi was asked about that. Roniel Singh in particular. Oh, she was? Briefing she gave on Friday to the assembled press corps. And here's her answer. Would you say this to families who had lost uh, relatives to heroin overdoses because obviously the, the drug 90% of the time came from Mexico? What would you say to families like that? Well, what I would say to families like that is what I say to the president regularly. These are tragic situations. There's a tragic situation at the border. Two little children died in the custody of the uh, uh, Border Patrol. But the plural of anecdote is not data. And as painful and horrible, one death is more than we should be able to bear, whether it's the corporal or whether it's the children. Um, okay. The uh, plural of anecdote is not data. So Nancy Pelosi's anecdotes matter. The two children who perished in CPB custody 
And actually, they did. I mean, one died at the hospital and whatever. Right. Okay. They were sick before they arrived in this country, and the the sickness was exacerbated by the long journey. No one ever talks about that. Her anecdotes matter of children who died with, but not at the hands of violent criminals or, as far as we know, negligent conduct by federal employees or medical professionals. Those anecdotes matter. Raniel Singh dying at the hands of a person in this country illegally who murdered him, who killed him, shot him. That doesn't matter. Oh, and by the way, Nancy, you just heard data from Ted Cruz from three years ago, three and a half years ago. And we've got more data for you. It is wholly disingenuous, the position of the left on the score of human pain. The sentimental, barbaric position that the left is taking. And Sean Hannity, by the way, to his credit, he assembled family members of victims murdered, killed, whether manslaughter, a DUI, or uh, first or second degree murder by persons in this country legal. Nine family members represented on Hannity's program the other night. Listen to the rundown. Wendy and DJ Corcoran, their son Pierce, 22 years old, was just killed this past December 29th by a suspected illegal immigrant in Knoxville. He was driving on the wrong side of the road, wrong side of the highway. 22 years old. We're also joined by Laura Wilkinson. Her son Joshua was beaten and strangled and set aflame on fire by a classmate who was in this country illegally. Joshua was 18 years old. And we have Steve Ronnebeck, his son Grant, who's raising money for college. He worked overnight in a convenience store, shot by an illegal immigrant robbing the store where Grant was working overnight, the midnight shift. Agnes Gibney is also with us. Her son, Ronald Da Silva, was shot in a driveway by an illegal immigrant gang member who had previously been deported. And let's introduce Michelle Root. Her daughter, Sarah, was killed by an illegal immigrant who was drunk driving and he disappeared after posting bail. Why did he get bail? We're also joined by Marianne Mendoza. Her son, police sergeant Brandon Mendoza, was killed by a, a drunk driver in the country illegally, an immigrant in a head-on collision. Also with us, Maureen Maloney. Her son, Matthew Denise, was literally killed by an illegal alien who was drunk driving. And lastly, we introduce Sabine Durden. Her son, Dominic, was killed in a collision by an illegal immigrant who had two prior DUI convictions, and Dominic was a 911 dispatcher. Not data. Not data. Those anecdotes don't matter. That's the Pelosi position. For more on this, we're pleased to be joined by Brian McCann. He's affiliated with Advocates for Victims of Illegal Alien Crime, AVIAC. And uh, also a family member, his brother, Denny, killed on the streets of Chicago by a person in this country illegally. Uh, Brian, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Dan and Amy. Glad to be here. So um, some people are probably familiar with your brother's story, in part because we've talked about it in this show before. John Cass has written about it in the Tribune. But for those who aren't, please refresh uh, or inform our, uh, our uh, understanding. Sure. Uh, 2011, uh, up in Logan Square, 
in the shadow of General Logan's statue up there. Uh, he was uh, crossing uh, Kedzie Avenue to call on a client uh, who owned a Mexican restaurant. And uh, they were good friends, and as he was crossing Kedzie Avenue, uh, a drunk driver, a prior convicted drunk driver from Mexico, uh, hit him and dragged him oh, a little over a block, and uh, he died. He died violently. Uh, the, uh, the offender was uh, apprehended by an off-duty cop, and he was arraigned. And uh, we were assured by the state's attorney <clears throat> that he would be prosecuted and, and sure, serve six, eight years in prison. When asked about his posting bond, they assured us that that would not happen because a federal detainer was issued and he would not be allowed to. Well, what we didn't know at the time was that uh, uh, former Commissioner Garcia with his buddy Preckwinkle, President Preckwinkle, were in the process of hatching an ordinance in the council in the Cook County, Cook County to uh, pass an ordinance to make Cook County sanctuary. We weren't aware of that, nor was the prosecutor, by the way. And uh, so uh, three, four months later, uh, his brother posted the $25,000 bond, and my brother's killer is alive and well in Mexico. And the uh, FBI hasn't told me anything in the last two years, so I'm assuming he's still down there. They, they said he was driving a truck, and they know where he lived. But they, for some odd reason, couldn't get him extradited. Do you know how he got to this country illegally? No. But you do know, and they know where he's living currently. That's what he told me. Uh, that, you know, we, each major metropolitan area has a uh, has a fugitive unit. So the head of the fugitive unit there told me that uh, they they know where he is, know where he, he he lives, and he's driving a truck. But there's some machinations between the State Department and getting uh, them to act on extradition and serving warrants. I guess that's a big thing, getting them to actually serve the warrant. There was a warrant issued by the Mexican authorities, but they won't serve it. Now, why? I don't know. I, I've, I prevailed on uh, the Honorable Dick Durbin, and uh, he assured me, look into it, and I never heard oh, a thing yeah. from him. Uh, hold your breath. So, so Brian, um, you were a teacher in Chicago in both the CPS as well as private school. Uh, lived, yeah. lived on the South Side. Um, what's what's your perspective on this discussion, uh, both locally with the sanctuary city, county, state status, as well as what you see going on nationally? Well, I of course want the federal government to pass legislation to uh, prohibit sanctuary cities, and I've always supported what Trump and Sessions and others, uh, Cruz have supported, to uh, is to withhold funding. That seems to be the only real stick that would work. Now, that's tied up in the courts right now, and my guess is it's going to wind up with the Supremes probably this session, and hopefully we'll win there now that we have a majority. Uh, the sanctuary issue is not at all being discussed of late because the wall seems to be the uh, the dominant, which I, I support all of the conservative positions on the wall, too. I mean, it's just that, that the sanctuary 
argument doesn't seem to be getting any. Well, what do you say right to now. the federal workers who are upset that they haven't had a paycheck, but you, you know, realize I, why I, President I Trump talk, is doing? I was talking to my wife this morning. I, you know, I uh, I worked for the, the Department of Dependent Schools, uh, 1987, and I took uh, I took a year off from CPS, and I didn't get paid for three months. I was living in southwestern Germany, Karlsruhe, teaching army brats. And I, got, I finally got my back pay. I had to borrow, I had to borrow money from my now deceased brother uh, to get through. But you know they'll get paid. I, I have no uh, particular worries about their issue at all. Uh, it, I mean they'll they'll be taken care of. In fact, legislation was passed just the other day that was sure that they'll get back pay. So I, I have no uh, particular worry about them. How, how do you react to uh, Nancy Pelosi's statement that stories like yours? Uh... Uh, two stories like yours, anecd- the plural of anecdote is not data. Yeah, well, Anna, you know, she's she's the symbol of, of the enemy, and I, I'm not so sure beating up her or Schumer is, is, is works. The, the Hannity thing the other night was 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 good. You know, I knew I knew virtually all of those people, and I've been with them in D.C. before. But it, it I, I just I just wonder if if this, you know, and a couple of my people were slashing. One of them, uh, Marianne, who used to be with us, she's no longer. She, I guess she confronted Pelosi, and Pelosi said she'd pray for. Her. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of. I mean, I guess these are good human interest stories, but you know, just beating up her. She's kind of a pathetic figure that needs to retire. I mean, she's a grandma. She should go back to her big villa in the, in, in, in the valley in California and just just. Just go away. We've got to figure out a better way uh, to go at this. I, I just don't know what the answers is, are. I see uh, Lindsey Graham yesterday. He failed in his attempt to uh, get Trump to uh, do something, and uh, somebody's got to broker this. I, I, I really don't know the answer. Do you, do you think maybe that, uh, you know, because people react to stories, um, that's how they can maybe understand more complicated issues do you think like what Hannity did elevating these stories of real people and real families maybe that's a way to break the logjam yeah I don't want to be cynical but I think we helped Hannity's ratings more than they helped the cause I'm becoming very cynical about uh, cable television to be honest Uh, okay I think I think they I I won't accept any invitations from them anymore I've turned them down they, they use us. They're, it's a ratings game. Cable television, I think, is the ruin of America. I really do. Well, I mean, it's, it's generally hard to disagree with that. But, uh, but, but I mean, so uh, forget the venue. What about the idea of elevating your stories? I mean, that's what the left is doing. That's what Nancy Pelosi is doing. She makes reference to the two children who died, you know, essentially in federal government custody. Um those stories of real human stories, your family story, the others, they, they matter, so shouldn't they be amplified? Absolutely. And uh, Kristen, uh, I always mispronounce her last name, the Secretary of Homeland Nielsen, Security, she's yeah. got excellent data that's been put in the paper. You know, the general public, I, I think what probably needs to be done and isn't done it's uh, uh, the news hour public television and the major uh, 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 cbs abc nbc the, the six o'clock news five thirty news 
they're not reporting it very well. Uh, so the left gets Fox. We uh, the, we get Fox on the right. They get uh, those other two stations on the left. And the public is really misinformed. I now live out here in the western suburbs. You walk up and down the street, people are clueless. They, they have no idea how serious mm-hmm. the situation is. Mm. But they do know about the poor children on the border. They, they get that. We're just not messaging very well, and I, I, that's why I started this organization with some other people who were trying um, but it's just not working. I, I don't know. I, the, the, the general public has to get on board. It certainly worked then, the Vietnam War. Mm. Uh, Brian, uh, where can people get more information about your organization, ABAC, Advocates for Villain of yeah, Victims of Illegal Alien it, Crime? It, it, the uh, website is aviac.us. Uh, the uh, website is up and running, and it's... Uh, being reconstructed at the time, but you can, uh, we've, we've got our information on there and the biographies, and and there's a, a button for donation, too, because to help defray the cost when we go to Washington. And uh, and you can always read my book, uh, Death in Chicago, a Sanctuary City. That'll uh, give you a little more uh, information on the specific dilemma that I went through uh, in 2012 and 13, being lied to by county commissioners and others. If I can only take a moment as an aside, uh, Denny was a big fan of Milton Friedman. Oh, you're <laughs> he uh, introduced me, uh, who yeah. was a public sector worker, to Milton many years ago. Remember Milton had that TV series? I forgot. Free to choose, it. yes. There you go. And Denny was also a big fan of Who's the black economist? Thomas Sowell. Thomas Sowell. Then he, you know, he was an insurance broker. So he and I used to have a lot of debates about uh, public versus private sector. In the end, he won because I I, I support the private sector more than ever. There you go. Brian McCann, uh, the website, aviac.us, the book. Aviac.us, yeah. Aviac.us, the book, Death in Chicago. Brian, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much, you guys. All right, bye-bye. And we think about you often, and your brother, too. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. Listen to podcasts of Dan and Amy from the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. 